Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And uh, now, not the last one for the year, but pretty close to uh, wrapping up the year of our Lord and year of our friends 2022. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not feeling like recapping yet, and I'm not feeling like I need to re- uh, think my decisions going f- into 2023, but maybe that'll happen on the next episode. Anyhow, but it is a something I did this past weekend. Fucking crazy. Had a heavy one. And you, I think I'm, as you might know, I turned 40 and I've made this decision that I don't want to be wrecked after a heavy night because man, with my, with my kid, um, I, I'm not like totally like sort of like this stay-at-home dad but i kind of try to help my wife and not kind of abscond so when i'm really shattered it makes me feel ugh, around like them i feel it makes me not just make me feel dirty i just feel a little scared that i'll fuck up right like i i i feel really shaky so i told myself i didn't want to have any of those nights but i ended up having one of those and it took me four days i think it is not yeah it's 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 pretty bad and and that's one thing that I'm trying to get to, right? Not to be like this person who abstains and who's constantly clean and living a very pure and good life and eating healthy. Yeah, I think that is important if that's what you want. But for me, it's a, it's a matter of doing what I like and people would call it moderation, but just doing what I want when I want and not really regretting it or suffering for, you know, the, the consequences the next day. So whether it's exercise, it's whether it's, it's uh, eating, whether it's, eating in a, in a smaller time, in a window of uh, a fasting window or whatever you've got, time-restricted window. Um, and whether it's going out, whether it's having a drink, whether it's having a smoke, whatever it may be, I feel, why can't we do all of it and yet uh, not be too hard on ourselves? Why should we only sort of pat ourselves on the back for a few things and then shit on ourselves for this, for the other things? So that's, that's sort of where I want to be. And of course, along the route of getting there, you kind of have these experiences where you go overboard where you're kind of like really clean for a week and you feel like, fuck, yeah. And then you kind of have this uh, shattering experience that undoes that entire great week. So eh, either either or, or neither nor, I don't know. I don't want to be there, but it's good. It's good that this uh, year I can actually count on my one hand or maybe nah, just one hand, how many times I've had this kind of feeling and that's fucking amazing. But... I hope I'm not overloading the mic because this might be a severe issue for the intro. Hey, doesn't matter. Uh, I keep the volume on my headphones low, so I don't know how loud I'm speaking because I'm sensitive to the volume. I hope I'm not overcompensating and being extremely loud in your ear. I apologize. And this is a good year, but not that year. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this whole Elon Musk um, Twitter thing, right? And... I don't know. I, I'm not an expert in business takeovers. I'm not an expert in tech. Uh, but just as a person who's on Twitter, it's uh, not really changed my life. And frankly speaking, you know, if you're a pro or anti Elon Musk or whatever you may be, I don't give a shit. I just feel, uh, I don't know whether one, one part of me is like, he's just got, doesn't give a shit about money. And he's just messing around trying to see how far you can push it and piss people off and press the wrong press the right buttons of the wrong people and the wrong buttons of the right people i don't know what that that plan is but uh this I, I, his whole thing about whether he is 
this person who's got a vision for a better future i don't know man i i it's it's a great idea it's a very noble thought but with this particular thing i i i don't know it just feels like he's bought his own platform so he can be like the 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 head honcho so everyone's like yeah elon you're the best man you're the you're the man you you know what man can you yeah can we be a part of the club and i don't know i don't know but if you have that kind of fuck you money why not and uh, i mean when you can make politicians or heads of state or you make anyone go hey wait a second you can't do that and you're like watch me uh, i think that's pretty cool um because you're you're getting everyone um you know annoyed you're, I mean, you're not annoyed but you're getting everyone uh from you know people in society the if you want the common man to to journalists to activists to policy makers to heads of state to leading scientists to 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 if you want to call it these these hate speech if that's not the thing but you get all these these races whoever it may be you're getting everyone thing so maybe it is that that town square that he envisioned just that it's it's not what people expected when he said town square maybe he's got this idea for town square which is exactly what he's putting to plan uh, and people are like oh oh we should have probably asked you the meaning or your version of what a time uh, town square looks like elon because clearly we can't handle what you're trying to give us on this new version of twitter you're creating because everyone's like oh my god the morality team has been dissolved the protection team has been dissolved the the pornography team has been dissolved who knows what the mask has in plan but um hey one thing i've uh kind of touched upon but also uh want to talk about more in detail today is related to what my guest has to share uh, Christina Bengston she is quite an amazing lady right because she's a world champion sharpshooter she's also served in the armed forces in some capacity and now she's a person who is spearheading a movement around the idea of focus and i really enjoy talking to her because it's something that i've been thinking about right and not focus in the conventional sense which we all were told is concentration is how much you can um leverage a certain amount of time to take in information and then show off that information or represent that ima- information in an exam or an interview or at a job but the idea of how you can take out irrelevance in your life uh and use the concept of focus to understand where you really stand and what really matters to you because especially in this world where we have so much noise and everyone's trying to get your attention and everyone sort of is trying to take you and you know pull you in, in multiple directions um we are told this idea of doing more performance a building a peak performance and to to sort of get more skills to get more knowledge but her approach is if you if you start from there then it's just going to add to the noise to the clutter but if you can understand truly the the concept of focus it's about stripping away stuff it's about taking away the initial noise and then kind of honing in on what you really need to live this life and man really really um interesting conversation and i think um you'll really enjoy partaking in it so as always i appreciate you being a part of the podcast and christina if you're listening to this i really appreciate you joining me on this conversation um all right friends family uh whoever's listening my favorite doggies thanks as always and um 
yes, enjoy this conversation with Christina Bengston coming on the other side. Till next episode, goodbye, God bless. Take care of yourselves. Cheers. Christina Bengston, welcome to the Soapy Rao Show. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you a lot for having me here. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you something up top because it is what you uh, specialize in or rather something you help people with. So what is the difference in your opinion or in your experience between concentration and focus? It's a very good question to start with. Uh, I would say that the concentration is um, when a person is really sharp, focusing on one thing mm-hmm. uh, for a short period of time and mm-hmm. being really into that moment and um, having a really high level of cognitive function mm-hmm. for being able to perform on a high level. Mm-hmm. That is uh, concentration in in short uh, terms. Um while focus is a much broader perspective where um, I enjoy to bring in uh, feelings, uh, understanding of who you are in the world, where to go and why, uh, it's a much more deeper connection to our inner core, our inner core values. And also on the societal level, uh, how do we get rid of uh, all distractions that are around us so that we as humans can move together in the right direction. Mm. Now that's, that's, you know, I think that's important to understand because there are a lot of people who emphasize on the former, right? They're like, oh, my kid is really good at concentrating and you have all these products that, that supposedly complement and they have supplements that help enhance brain power to concentrate, you know, especially in a competitive schooling system, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of the Indian schools, uh, where at the age of six, they start sending them for coaching programs for a, an engineering program, right? So they want them to concentrate and they sap the energy out of these kids, the creativity out, and they're just like, yeah, you need to be these machines that can you know, memorize math tables and do all these things and they can concentrate for hours. And it's just, it's it's just and after a point then you see what these I'm, I'm not generalizing but then you see the product of these school systems of these supposed concentration uh programs uh, um, where these kids are so high performing in the academic system and they come out without any focus they they, they just have ticked all the right boxes uh when yeah. it comes to what's expected of them but they come out without any idea of what they, who they are so yeah, that's why I wanted exactly, to understand yes. uh, what this difference is, because there clearly is, and there clearly is, of course, uh, a place for both these um, concepts. But if without one, the other doesn't make sense, right? In some sense, right? I agree. There are a lot of, um, you know, in the gaming industry, which mm-hmm. which is huge, and in some terms, um, a very high developed uh, and positive industry. Mm-hmm. That uh, must be said because there are a lot of, like you say, programs that actually um, develop a young person's mind in terms of, of concentration. Um, but um, imagine then uh, if you concentrate uh, for a very long period of time uh, on one specific thing, we see that as positive, as good. And yeah, okay, let's say it's good. But then what are all these things that you do not do? Uh, when you focus on one specific thing um, and never focus on, like you say, 
who you actually are. Um, we need time to um, to be able to dig into ourselves and to be able to um, to think in a creative mode on all these things that are happening around us and within us. And that doesn't require specific concentration in the sense of peak performance. It requires um, calmness, uh, self-esteem, and um, uh, and a different kind of approach um, than always trying to become better than the person you already are. Mm. Um, so can you see that that the combination? So the idea is not improvement and uh, kind of uh, having this thing we keep hearing about a better version of yourself, this this goal oriented thing. But it's more uh, what you just said. If correct me if I'm wrong, but it's to kind of take stock of what you already are and enjoy that, uh, enjoy what you already have, and kind of utilize that to its most effective way in that particular moment in time, right? Yeah, um, and if we now see, um, like you already have mentioned, the development of the society, it's a large mm -hmm. amount of, of tech design. Uh, it's positive, a large amount of artificial intelligence, or in, in other words, machine learning. <laughs> yeah, also yeah. very positive for a lot of sectors. Um, but we have to be careful because we need to ask the question to ourselves and to others, who is in charge? Uh, is it you, yourself as a person, or as a young person, <laughs> uh, mm. uh, as a student in school, uh, or is it all these uh, tech uh, platforms that with um, the algorithms more or less decide where you put your attention, what, what you actually concentrate on? That's a big difference. So we need right. to understand how this works to be able to be in charge uh, ourselves to, on our own, decide what to focus on and why that that's um, that's a crucial part in this um, fast developing um, uh, society um, right no because that's a big issue for parents right the same parent who wants their child to concentrate so much on academics now suddenly finds themselves in this attention economy where the kids attention is a commodity for all these platforms be it video games or social media or these other other so-called tools of interaction where then the concentration that the kid has developed can easily be misled to hours of you know watching youtube videos or you know stuff online or tiktok reels or whatever it may be so when the concentration is highly developed and that's sort of blended in with this thing which captures your attention it's pretty disastrous right in some situations it is mm. um if you would ask um like a neutral question, um, what is focus? Mm. <laughs> Without using the word concentration. Yeah. I would simply say that focus is to ignore what's irrelevant. Mm. That's a quite clear statement. Um, of course, it requires a large amount of, of uh, understanding behind this simple explanation. But it does say that um, it requires us to firstly understand what is distracting me. Mm. And why? And then also, how do I get rid of all these distractions? And then secondly, mm. you could say that, look upon how much irrelevance there is out there. It's almost sad to see <laughs> um, all this irrelevance actually capturing our minds and young people's minds. And of course, there is an effect of that. In some parts, quite few parts, it could, it could be positive in, in terms of 
um, you know, the gaming industry and concentration. But in many other parts, it takes us away from um, the ability to um, uh, to decide on our own, to have the mm. freedom to decide on our own what to focus on. And also, I sometimes feel, uh, and this is more an emotional uh, <laughs> response mm. from me and my thinking, um, is that um, we? It seems like we have um, learned or developed uh, a view upon the word um, peak performing mm. and uh, concentration, maybe, um, as something very, very positive. And also intelligence. Everyone wants to be more intelligent. Everyone wants to be more concentrated. Everyone wants to peak perform even more. Mm. But that is, from my perspective and from my experience and understanding, actually a way to make our cognitive potential smaller than it actually is. Because mm. when focusing on that, we do not focus on the ability within the human mind to use our also emotional potential uh, and the cognitive potential in terms of creativity, uh, innovation, uh, finding new ideas, uh, understanding yourself in such a positive um, and um, interesting way so that you actually build your self-esteem on your own, not just by learning new things. Yeah, you know, just to um, understand that for myself, it almost sounds like mm -hmm. these things, whether it's peak performance in... In, in work or in a skill set or in a physical realm of say exercise or sport and I'm and I'm and I've observed this right when someone takes up a thing uh, an activity that defines them the peak performance almost becomes an obsession that defines that identity that they hold on to because by letting go of that it almost undermines who they are as an individual but um, that's that's a scary thought right because it's like today I I ran 10K, now I want to run 15K. And, and you're so obsessed with that activity that you forget to look at who you are as an individual and you kind of hold on to that particular aspect of your life as the true and only way to express yourself. And that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty scary because then if that's taken away from you for whatever reason, maybe you've injured yourself or maybe you're not able to uh, go beyond that performance, it almost feels like your entire self-worth is affected as a result. Yeah, it's, um, it clearly um, shows how easily we, we connect um, our identity um, towards what we have achieved instead mm -hmm. of actually just being. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if I'm allowed to take my experience as an example here. Yes, please. Yes, please. I was going uh, to come to know, that, but I didn't want to. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about with your past and what brought you here. But please go ahead. Yes. I know, I know it's, um, <laughs> if we talk about all that, it will sound like I'm more than 100 years old. <laughs> 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 there are actually quite many things um, I have managed to do, mm -hmm. but most of the reasons behind that is because I have clearly decided what not to do, and that mm. kept me on target. <laughs> yes, it's quite yes. cool. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I managed, um, after some years of precision shooting, <laughs> Uh, I managed to step, it on, step up on a podium. So mm. I was a world champion. Okay, mm -hmm. people love that. 
I did love that moment too. But what I feel like expressing to all these people uh, that think that this was the one and only thing and who thinks that that day when I stepped up on a world champion podium must be the best day in my life. Yeah. And I would say it's just an ordinary day in my life. But mm. it's a consequence, a positive consequence of all the work that I had done. But also the most important important thing is that, hey, people, if you just knew how many other deeper dimensions there are behind the podium, there is just not one dimension. There's just not one uh, podium. There are so many more, and they must not all of them be connected to number one, number two, number three, mm. <laughs> or perhaps number 75, you know? The medals <laughs> or are, yeah. the final or whatever. There is a deeper dimension that I think uh, is important that we highlight, not only to younger persons, but also to, to adults, so that mm. we adults can express other values in life to the younger generation than simply standing on a podium. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yes. No, but it, that's such a an ins, that's such a reward system uh, based way of thinking that's been instilled in us that those seem to be right uh, very difficult to let go of. And I, I I truly appreciate this deeper dimension of appreciation for what you've done uh, approach to life. But it constantly is. You know, the moment you start going down that path, it's almost like you're yanked back going, no, 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 but we still have this system that the more you, the more you win, the bigger, the more medals, the more gold medals, the more trophies, the more paychecks, the more bonuses you get, that is the true value and worth. And I'm glad to hear things changing, but I want to um, take a step back and just get your thoughts on that thing you mentioned a few minutes back, uh, because I think it, it might lead us down this deeper dimension aspect, because you said that focus is about understanding what is truly irrelevant, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you explain to someone how that process works? Because it is maybe just a statement, but it is a lot more than just that because arriving at that conclusion involves, I think, a lot more I think a, a, a conversation with yourself than a lot of people are comfortable doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I appreciate your your way of of expressing that. Um, if we again go back to this uh, instant gratification that mm -hmm. we have mentioned now briefly, mm -hmm. um, because that's a quite um, that's an easy path to walk. Uh, and it's an easy, again, path to to walk for the attention economy industry, you know, mm -hmm. um, that our minds get easily uh, almost addicted to, um, you know, reward, rewarding reward system and to getting more and to be seen as someone who has achieved something. And it could be in the short term perspective um, and it could be in the long term perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where it starts, uh, that if you manage to, to see a value within yourself for actually, if I'm allowed to say, just existing, uh, yeah, for the yeah. one you actually uh, are, mm -hmm. um, if we start there, you can imagine almost seeing yourself 
as something um, um, that you can almost touch, something important that you can almost touch within yourself and then feel that this is something um, that you need to protect. Mm. Uh, if you protect what you actually are inside of yourself, you can probably more easily understand uh, what is irrelevant out there, what you should not allow to come and grab uh, your attention, or even taking a little bite of that, what's so fine inside of you all the time, every second. Because if we see again uh, the attention industry, I love this expression. Um, so I've said it before. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's like um, an expression to help people understand more clearly the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, wherever you are, wherever you go, someone or something wants your attention all the time. And that's something we need to be aware of. Mm. And when that happens, if we allow something or someone to grab our attention all the time, let's say 90% of the day, then we actually only have 10% left during the day Mm. in which time we can um, again decide on our own and uh, and connect to our true self and to understand this uh, inner um, guideline that most people have. Um, And that is the true focus because that gives you an understanding of who you are, what you want and where you actually can go. Um, And it's not dependent on um achievements mm. uh, achievements then become like a natural consequence of that way of um, of actually living your life um, mm. it gives um, a calmer perspective and um, I think it develops our fundamental human values uh, much more than to always be <laughs> yeah. um, um out there if, if you see what I mean. Now it, it absolutely resonates with me because just earlier this uh, this morning my wife and I were talking about um, so she we have as I, as I told you we have a six-month-old baby and my wife wants to now get back to work and she wants to sort of start putting in some hours there out of the house and sort of going out there and we were just talking about this sense feeling of overwhelmed being overwhelmed by the day right and we mm. both kind of have some uh, We've tried over the past two, three years to introduce some sense of uh, meditation practices into our lives, right? Whether it's some kind of breath work or it's just uh, some kind of, um, you know, maybe just uh, listening to a uh, guided meditation piece or whatever it may be. Uh, we each have our own kind of thing. And it's it's kind of become a, a very important thing, but... You know, when you go on holiday, you're like, oh, I'm on holiday. I'm not going to do it. Or if you have too much else going on, you're like, oh, I have too much. But then we just we were talking about how that should be the most important thing to do. It's not because it's an activity that when we indulge in it, we feel, oh, I'm going to go closer to nirvana or reach enlightenment. But it's that time, whether it's wherever or whenever, where we should make it a point, whether it's in the morning, or in the evening, or it's on holiday, or it's on in the office, like the location or the time shouldn't matter, but it should be some, something that you, in, you ensure you do every day because it's those few minutes, and it should be longer, hopefully, that you actually have time to look at yourself and see how you feel because that's how you approach the world. And if you don't have time to take stock of that, you are 
totally off balance right yeah and it it, it is uh, like you say we don't actually need so much of that time uh, mm. whatever it is i i sometimes even think when when people uh, contact me actually from all over the world you know asking for help mm-hmm. <laughs> and truly mm-hmm. it could be in the short term perspective you know having an exam in, in a few weeks of course i can help out you know because then discipline and excellence is required um but also this this calmness of understanding that even though i fail <laughs> yeah i am something <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> there is a life after the exam <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i used to call it together with my my friend on the on the shooting range um, we we said or we asked ourselves when we got into this almost addiction of trying to become better and better <laughs> yeah um, during every shot that we took um and we almost practiced too much you, you know mm. uh, we said or i quoted that is there a life of the world cup <laughs> it's a quite yeah. simple question mm. but when you actually need to respond that question it brings your mind into another way of thinking and you realize or at least i did <laughs> that yeah there is there is a life of the world cup and then me and my friend roger we also decided that uh, even if we uh, or no matter if we win or fail we shall meet up after the world cup final um to eat an ice cream uh, and then we had chosen a specific place where to buy the ice cream and where to sit relaxed and eat the ice cream <laughs> in this case i remember we were in 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 italy in milano so it was a nice place around a fontaine and you know this picture to bring this picture into our mind even before the big goal you mm. know even before the world cup was actually quite a of a relief because it brought our minds again beyond the podium or the potential podium or the potential huge failure <laughs> uh, right you've taken the importance gave, of that moment right yes yes it gives us a, a broader perspective actually on life and then on ourselves and we could use that in the seconds where we pull the trigger uh, so on we, the shooting range so your secret was when you actually won that world cup you were thinking about ice cream in milan <laughs> <laughs> Now we know how no, to be more precise in our shooting. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know when I won uh the World Cup final um sounds cocky the first time um uh Well no no it's, it's, I mean you've done sometimes. it so it's it's amazing so it's, it's I don't think it's yeah. cocky at all yeah. No I I um I have that on the first page in 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 the book actually and people like that uh, I, I never I never understood how that little thing could be so important for so many people but that's where i write about uh, how i before my last shot in the final um take a little break and then i decide with my own power <laughs> no algorithms <laughs> yeah no tech platforms with my own power on the shooting range in a very nervous critical situation i decide to look on a on a leaf a small autumn leaf um playing in the wind and i give that leaf um my full attention just for a few seconds and that somehow uh gave me into a relaxed moment where i quite easily could see again what's irrelevant and when i more easily could get rid of all those distracting thoughts that were in my mind 
So what I did in that second or in that moment is that I, I used my own ability to focus on one thing and that helped me to get rid of all other disturbing thoughts that were there to actually um, um, disturb um, my, my, uh, my full potential. Uh, but mm. how can we then bring this into the situation where you said your, your wife um, with your six-month-old um, baby mm. um, and she's now trying to get into whatever normal life <laughs> yeah, will yeah. appear after all this? <laughs> yeah. And I can assure it, it, it is a different life, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it should be. Uh, but I think it comes back to if we can... Uh, simply to make it easy for ourselves and not start to get worried about that we don't have time to to meditate or to go to yoga or whatever we do i sometimes feel that maybe we don't need to do that at all as long as we know what true focus actually is and sometimes people need to learn true focus maybe through meditation <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i learned it from from staring at the target uh, 50 meters away from for many years so of course yeah. that's a kind of meditation yeah but nowadays when people ask me oh wow you're so calm you're so confident you, the whole you appear so focused all the time how do you do this do you meditate every morning five o'clock in the morning and i say no i don't need to and that's the point because i know what focus is i can get it in a second I can say to myself um, when I'm about to say something bad or I'm about to write something which is not good enough or I'm about to, to think um, too many negative thoughts about me or about someone else or about you know, the family situation yeah, <laughs> where yeah. children uh, are, are making us overwhelmed. Uh, I can in a second give myself those two seconds um, to choose differently and to bring myself back into a calmness um, and it's not about performing. It's just about um, to allow myself to decide um, on my own what not to do and then to act um, in the more, I would say, um, nice, human and, and lovely way, if I'm allowed to say so. <laughs> mm. um, and I think we, we only need few moments of that in our everyday life. And um yeah, that that clarity of mm. choosing what you're going to do. It's, I, and I think the whole, f if, I'm going to use the word maybe loosely, but the whole shift of the focus has been on, as you said, right, getting to the next level or staying positive or put adding in more elements into your life. But what you just said is shift the focus from there to taking away elements that, that are cluttering up the space. Mm. Yeah. Very mm. clearly put, yes. A, a lot of people uh, contact me um, from all different kind of, of levels, and most of them ask the same thing to start with. Initially, they want to um, become more productive, mm. uh, more efficient, and to peak perform even more. <laughs> I have seen a slight. Do you have a magic pill from... you give them? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. 
please click here after the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> click here for the subscription <laughs> model. <laughs> yes, exactly. it's terrible. <laughs> no, it's funny because no, that, people, it's, it's everywhere, yeah. right? Like the, the, you have all these various things where people are like supplements and, and you have people who tell you how to, uh, and, and that's, sorry for interrupting, but I, I want to understand what you tell them. But it's this, mm -hmm. it's almost like this uh, attention economy has created another economy of people telling you how not to be a slave to the attention economy. <laughs> it's yes, yeah. Quite crazy. Yes, yes, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and then we have this other expression, um, the creator's economy. Like you yeah. say, like we have an attention economy. Uh, um, simply explained, build to grab every people's attention all the time, um, yeah. and earn money on that. Oh, good lord! Actually, yeah, to, like when I go uh, as a you know, sometimes I was expected to uh, know all these things of how do you get these uh, these people on Twitter to follow you or how to be viral <laughs> on YouTube and and I'm and. And, you know, I, I mean, of course, I, I was um, a part of that, um, you know, as a comedian. You you do feel insecure when another comedian or someone else gets more views and starts going, uh, doing the rounds of social media. And, and then I consciously had to take a step back going, do, what are you doing? Um, why are you doing this? I mean, why are you doing stand-up? Like, you know, uh, just to put, put that in perspective, because... The creator economy is literally you can be inundated by emails and newsletters on how to make your podcast more attractive, how to market it, the title, or how to attend these forums where someone who's got five listens will tell who's someone who's got three listens how to get four listens. You know, it's it's constant. And it 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 almost from, you know, I'd like you to talk about that because I think it sort of ties back to what your clients email with you email you with and what you respond to. Yes. And um and I need to be very careful when I respond, uh, because mm. if I um, directly would say that, hey, that's not important, uh, <laughs> it would be a quite <laughs> a wrong way to, <laughs> yeah. to approach a person calling out for help. So I agree with them, uh, and I do give them some help and some, some um, practical um, tips and, um, and structure up their everyday life, etc., but then I never let them go until they have understood these deeper uh, perspective and these deeper dimension where they actually understand that focus is so much more than becoming uh, more efficient and more productive and to peak perform even more. That's just a very, very small part of the, uh, mm. the whole concept of, of focus. And I actually think that we need to, to get away from that opinion uh, about fo what focus is and back to the attention industry and now the creators industry i have the same funny experience as you have mm. and now i am about to probably um, build the most important or sorry i would say the most difficult <laughs> mission in the world right. because i happen to be a role model for focus i'm even called you know the focus icon uh, everyone, many people want uh, to learn from me. And mm. so I decided a little bit like, like you seem to have, have been thinking about as well, that, okay, here I am, and I do have a lot um, 
to explain and to express, and I can help people with my focus principles, etc. Uh-huh. Um, but if I become just another guru in the world, mm-hmm. I have <laughs> I have given um, um, even more energy to the self help industry based on the attention economy and the creators economy mm. as well. And that will never solve the more complex societal problem um, of the fact that more people are losing the ability to focus on a global scale. So I decided oh, to actually take a step back yeah. and not become <laughs> another guru. I will, yeah. of course, be called a guru, a role model and everything. But I also realized that one person cannot make uh, or create a model that makes uh, a fundamental change uh, in the world. It requires much more. It requires a lot more complex solution to a complex problem. So what I can do is that I can uh, you know, ignite a spark within people's mind to seek for another reality. Uh, but I can never change um, by just becoming another guru. And then I would be dependent on this economy industry as well. Because then I have created, uh, then my solution <laughs> is a part of, of what problem, yeah. my mission is supposed to solve. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and that's such an interesting thing, because when you are saying what you're saying, someone would be like, then what's the point? Oh, uh, you know what? No one's going to hear your message. You know, the three people who are going to hear your message are going to go back and tell themselves, you know what? I'm feeling better now. That's it. And uh, Christina's um, may have a very noble idea behind her decision, but hey, you know what? You're lost out. It's your it's your bad luck. And I I completely uh, understand what you're saying because when you uh you know listen to uh, lectures by some of these people who are coaches or gurus or um, people who help you, um, people give you philosophy on uh, their philosophy on how it is to exist or the human experience. And the next thing you know, it's like the video is over and you've enjoyed that message. And it's like, if you like more of this, click subscribe and share. I'm like, (laughs) and you're just like thinking to yourself, how do you disconnect at the same time, make the connection more meaningful with people who really care. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, what you said was to individually changing the entire conversation is almost impossible, but it's almost like you give uh, a chance for someone else to feel that change within them and they pass it on. It's almost like this thing that you pass on the flame, right? But how does that happen in a world which is dominated by... um, an information age where everything's digitally disseminated to people uh, and how do you make sense of that uh, by taking mm-hmm. a step back? Yeah, um, a very, very um, uh, difficult question to, to answer, but um, call me again in three years and I will have a solution. <laughs> You'll be here on the Soapy Rao show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll have eight listeners. Um, <laughs> no, but I think, I think and I hope that there, um, uh, there will be a change of course, mm. I'm quite I'm quite positive upon that. And if it requires a role model, I can take that part. I think, from my perspective, it's really really important that I that I keep being 
I, I use your word here, keep being noble. Um, mm -hmm. And that I never walk into that industry so that I become just another, you know, um, please subscribe uh, and you will get um, five more um, 90 minutes videos. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's wrong, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying that um, to, to build a business um, which actually um, exploits people's inability to... Um, Um, to control themselves is is bad, and I don't want to be part of that. But it's interesting. I have, of course, a huge potential, and I'm building something which is bigger than myself. I will not explain yeah. the whole business model here. I guess I should not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to give away too much. Solutions. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> no. then you have someone um, else calling them a focus icon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I think it comes back to the whole the whole focus concept that yeah. if there truly is something that can help people and that needs to be expressed out in the world, it has to be kept noble and it has to be kept um, uh, with high quality mm. uh, and it cannot depend on just selling more and more and more more and try to 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 make shorter and shorter uh, uh, clips. Yeah. to be able to continue to sell it. Um, that will never work. That will never make that fundamental change that we are actually talking about. Um, but I think a role model, um, like I happen to be, uh, can show that there is another way. There is another um, reality, if I'm allowed to say that. Mm -hmm. um, and that there is another way of living your life and being without you know moving <laughs> even though i live almost in the in the swedish forest <laughs> yeah. without moving far away from from the city center or where things happened that you actually can use the ability to focus um uh, and it can help you win so to say both in your work and in this fast paced society and businesses but also to keep your feet on the ground and be um a well-functioning well person where you also express to others and to yourself the important human values that we must uh, give attention to. And it's, it's funny how I have in this development of my uh, mission mm -hmm. that I do not explain everything about, but just to <laughs> give you a little hint, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I have, of course, spoken to a different marketing bureaus. And uh, I would say that nine out of ten... Uh, listened to my um, my sharp intentions mm -hmm. and that the point with what I do is to actually help uh, the problem of too many unfocused people on our earth it mm -hmm. needs to it needs to be done something and I put it even if I put it this way that how can we meet future challenges if we do not also protect and relieve cognitive and emotional potential even though i put my mission in that way nine out of ten marketing bureaus responded with wow we can make you big and huge on instagram <laughs> and i feel that's something which you mentioned that's sorry i i i, I the humor is pretty uh, dark in some way right because it's like it, it it's so obvious from what you've just said and what i'm listening to is that 
advertising, marketing, these clearly are businesses or mm-hmm. industries that are exploiting human vulnerability, uh, creating mm-hmm. more human weakness, and then furthering that exploitation of that of 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 those things they cause, right? Whether it be uh, mental health illnesses or it could be um, a distraction-based economy or it could be, as you said just now, the, the, the controlling of people who can't control their own feelings or emotions. Um, it just seems mm-hmm. like anyone who wants to make some dent has to join them and again add to the problem, right? As you said, if you if you have, say, an idea that you approach a platform with saying, I want to help people, they're like, yeah, come on, join us and this will show you how it's done. And if you don't, then no one's going to hear your message because we don't approve, right? Uh, and that's pretty sad in some, in some, it's funny and it's quite sad that we're all so blind to it and it's very difficult to to break that particular through that particular barrier of noise and that that that's just that that situation yeah i sometimes see similarities to or me and and my my um people in my team and and other uh in, intellectuals that i talk to about this we are we sometimes see um a similarity to the um, uh, other other crises, uh, worse crises, you know, like the climate crisis, etc., mm-hmm. um, sustainability uh, movements, etc., and and you know that when it goes to to the extreme part of how to solve these um, uh, huge challenges to our world, uh, some people have the idea that okay, we need a completely different economical system, uh, the capitalism is old, it needs something uh, newer, etc. And yeah, I can understand that. And I see the connection there that we have, of course, some problems based on uh, the capitalism, etc. But uh, we must also see and and understand that capitalism and that whole business uh, on which we we um, uh, depend on now as a society and as people uh, has also been built throughout many years with a large amount of of uh, of in- intelligence yeah. and a large amount of um, institution that has been built and are actually still staying stable. Yeah. Uh, so I think if we need to create uh, a change to meet uh, challenges, whether they are you know um, um, connected to how we as human has exploited uh, our earth mm. or how we as humans now actually are exploiting our mind um, we need to find a solution within the existing systems that we have because otherwise we are we are going back or moving around what uh, fundamental um, uh, already and that's probably not a very smart way to go. So I see a similarity to this, that solving or discussing the problem of how people are losing focus in this in attention industry. Yeah, of course, uh, the capitalism is a part of that and has probably increased this yeah. problem. Uh, but uh, don't change that. Find 
innovation that can help and support in this framework. I'm, I'm very positive, positive that we will find solutions to that. And this is why I enjoy also to be a role model for Focus, because the only thing in brackets that I need to do in that part <laughs> <laughs> is to, um, to help people and to make people um, understand that um, or to seek for uh, a more focused way of living and to help uh, corporations and businesses to understand and ask themselves the question, how can we create an organization or an institution in which people are giving a better opportunity to, to stay focused? Um, that's absolutely um, um, a very positive way of thinking and a very positive question to ask. And I'm sure we can find solution to that, solutions to that in the framework in which we are living. Mm. Um, because otherwise it will become maybe even more shattered. Um, mm. So I think sometimes the society develops like this uh, and then, oh, something went wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we don't need to go back here to solve that problem. We can find that solution here somewhere, you know, and then right. we find balance again. Um, and yes. I hope I can be a part of this, this picture. <laughs> no, I think that's tremendous, the work you're doing, because just from uh, what you're telling me, it just makes a lot of sense when you are consciously trying to not repeat and add to the existing noise by you saying, you know what, I can easily do it and get the fame and fortune, but take a step back, which is very hard for a lot of people to do. And I really think, I really respect that. The, the, I think it's a very interesting thing to take a step back it's hard not to join the you know jump on the bandwagon and get all that fame and fortune and i really respect the fact that you've taken that decision not to because um nothing wrong or right but i want to go down that path because for many thousands of years human beings have been guided by this so-called moral system right the idea that if you do certain things and live by certain practices and principles you're a, you're a moral person if you don't then you're an immoral person and that determines and shapes a lot of our the, the way we interact with ourselves, uh, not just with others. So can you maybe talk about this? And if it's something which is totally disconnected, let me know. Uh, this idea of good and bad and how important that is in driving us. And since we're talking about focus, how it, it prevents us sometimes from focusing on things. Yeah, yeah. Um... A very interesting reflection, and I like the reflection that you do. Um, Thank you. Yes, I think we, um, we lose focus um, in terms of, if we put it this way, that focus is not only about um, uh, concentration or uh, moving ourselves in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It is also to actually do uh, good to focus on the good things because this is probably, hopefully the reason why <laughs> yeah. we have this ability uh, built in our systems. Probably to start with to survive, this is why we have the ability to you know, um, pay attention. And this is also the reasons why we um, so easily get caught in this attention industry and, um, and focus 
our attention on irrelevance because the industry has understood how to grab our attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, that's, that's uh, a deep um, survival kit that we have in our minds. But one could also ask, ask the question, um, having that said, that we have this as a survival kit, uh, why have we then also, as humans, developed um, towards uh, levels where we can uh, create and um, shape our life uh, and our um, living uh, in the complex way that we actually do? Um, and why have we been given the opportunity and the ability to, uh, to see the world in, in a complex uh, way? Uh, hopefully, that is uh, for a good reason. And I think we should pay more attention on that kind of ability than mm. only focusing on um, the survival uh, kit part within our minds and that we so now easily um, influence and and give feed to what to call it to give food to like we, we easily feed that part of our brain because it's so easy but i think we need to develop in terms of technology we need to develop more of the good technology that mm. can enhance and develop um the more complex parts of our brains where uh, the ability to do good and to see complexity and to create uh, and innovate new important systems to our world and also to, to, uh, to our earth, um, that must be given much more um, focus and attention. Um, because if we only focus on this survival part, um, I think without knowing, this is not a meta research. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wanted your opinion. I, 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 I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, not necessarily always something that needs to be a, you know, a research-based study which gives you these things. But I'd like, because you have experienced so many different situations and cases of people, so I wanted to get your idea mm -hmm. of what, you, what you've gathered from your experiences. Yeah, I mean, we can see also... Um, if I bring in a military perspective, mm -hmm. uh, going back to this survival kit part that yeah. we have, it's, it's truly important. And it has helped us a lot throughout our uh, human existence. <laughs> um, yeah. um, and what I've seen from a military perspective is that, you know, when you are in a very stressful situation and it's actually, uh, it, it is a life-threatening situation, or just a training uh, yeah. for a life-threatening situation. Uh, we have uh, a huge uh, superpower uh, to think the right thoughts and to take the right decisions um, and to be, so to say, on top, to actually peak perform and to also work you know, among other people. Uh, but when that ability is exploited by, by other uh, powers, uh, we tend to forget the ability to think uh, further ahead. Why do we do this? What's the reason for this? Is this actually good or bad? Um, and I mean, if we can uh, uh, create as many parts in our world 
stable because it actually requires, you know, a balance. Uh, we probably need military forces to create this balance. Mm. Um, we will have we have more parts in the world where people can actually live in a kind of balance uh, when they are not living in a life-threatening uh, situation. And in all those parts of the world, it would be sad if we exploited <laughs> those mm. people's minds to move into a, if I'm allowed to say, low-level survival kit mode <laughs> uh, by technology and not develop... Um, um, the other dimensions or the other capabilities that we have in our minds. Because I think humanity can do a lot of good. I feel that is something that is evident, right? When we, everywhere you look, you have people who are just glued to their their devices and they are uh, looking for ways to escape from their reality because they are pursuing something which they feel is better uh, or to improve their present situation and present position in life. And this is what I don't get, right? When you look at everything that is being controlled when it comes from top down, it's a few hundred thousand or hundred, few million people uh, controlling these technologies when it comes to whether the big corporations and the people who run them or big governments and the people who run them or the big militaries and the people who run them and the big mm -hmm. science and the people who run them. And it seems like those people take these decisions to exploit or not to exploit or to distract or not to distract. And um, I'm not talking about any conspiracies over here, but generally, if you look at the, the people who start the wars and then send out the people who fight them or the people who create these technologies and then the people who enforce them. Mm -hmm. What I find very overwhelming in some way is the, the the narrative is when you even talk to so-called educated people why don't you look at yourself and see what you really want to do they're like no i don't have time for that i need to have a job i need money i need to do this and i need to do that mm -hmm. and when that is the predominant way of thinking for most people whether it's in developed countries or developing countries how do you tell people that there is a deeper dimension. And I'm not saying that everyone is oblivious. There are a lot of people doing it. But how do you tell a lot of people and shift that narrative from I need to work and I'll work wherever, be it the likes of a government job or a corporate job because that's what pays the bills and gives me a chance to better my situation in life and get a bigger house and get a better car and get more money in the bank and get better investments for my kids. And clearly, a lot of the people who are in the position where they make these things happen, the, I'm, I'm saying the few who control these resources, mm -hmm. they bank on this way of thinking. So how do you mm -hmm. then see a scenario with 7 billion people uh, being driven in this direction by a few million people changing? Or how do you see that ship? changing direction. I don't know if it's a question, but I'm just trying to lay out the scenario, which kind of scares me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, and you may not get an answer, um, um, but you you will definitely get a reflection. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and um, I can't help to to uh, to think uh, very wildly uh, mm. in this in this kind of um, uh, talk. Uh, and it reminds me of a situation uh, when I was in um, um, I can't remember which country it was. It was a beautiful place in the world, gathered uh, a lot of uh, very rich people, mm. um, very, very rich people. Um, and um, they were actually 
the post to, to um, meet for a few days uh, to have a good time, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also to to discuss um, um, uh, challenges in the world and what they mm. could do about it. And I was invited uh, as a speaker and to be part of, of their discussions. Um, I appreciated that very much. Mm-hmm. But I was a little bit surprised about how uh, they never came to any kind of um, uh, action plan. Mm. Um, so that was actually my uh, critique uh, afterwards that uh, with all these discussions, all these reflections from all these people who have come very far, whatever far is in life, but in mm. terms mm-hmm. of um, um, billions, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, did not together have had the ability to actually create an action plan and um, and something to uh, to move ahead with. Uh, and the reason why that happened, I think, is, but I might be wrong. But from a focus perspective, I think that might be because. I wouldn't say all of them, but most of them um, were kind of distracted. They had moved so far Mm. in their life, so fast. They've made achievements which are adorable. So we should listen to to them for that, of course. But they had also, on their way towards these levels, perhaps lost a little bit of what we can call uh, a human perspective. Some of them had a large amount of uh, shame within themselves because they have uh, built something which did not turn out the way they wanted to, or they had uh, a shame within themselves because they did not have had time to spend enough um, time and attention to their kids, Mm. for instance, or to their families. But this doesn't mean that they are bad people. Not at all. Absolutely. Because... As they have these feelings and these reflections that actually took a large amount of of their focus now, uh, shows that they are good people. They had good intentions. They still have good intentions. So I, in that way of thinking, would like to change the perspective a little bit and see what happens if we think very positive upon these people uh, and see that the very rich people and some of them are actually controlling, as you say, a lot. And then in terms, they may uh, control others as well. But what if they are really, really good people? Um, what if they simply need a little bit of help? What if they also just need a little bit more time and attention from all us others? Because this is what is fundamental when it comes to, to be uh, a person, to be human, we want to be seen, we want to be accepted, we want to be loved, we want to hear that we did a good job. And if you have created something extraordinary and it turned out to be a billion dollar industry, everyone is saluting you for that. I'm quite sure you can also feel lonely in the sense that no one is ever talking about you as a person, who you are, uh, what fine characters you have beside the fact that you built a billion dollar industry. And so I find that remarkable, that observation. Them. Yeah, I find that yeah. remarkable because the thing is money works both ways, right? You feel poor, you feel like bad for the poor because they don't have money and you say, oh, they don't have clothes or they don't have nice things. And of course, the food is shelter and clothing is important for everyone. I mean, you look and then 
in the opposite direction, people are like, oh, they feel animosity, they feel envy, and the feelings for people with money are always negative, right? Or the other extreme where it's an awe, like you're, you're, you're kind of almost subservient to those people. But it's very interesting that you mentioned that if you strip away the money, the wealth, the material facade that restricts us from actually understanding the human state of that person, it could be a person who doesn't have too much money, is actually at peace and is actually can actually be in the moment with his or her feelings and be okay with it because they've they've tr- they have a well-rounded understanding of how they live and feel but at the same time it can give a person who's so-called rich to mm-hmm. also be vulnerable and say i might have the money which you guys think makes me great but i'm i'm hurting inside and that automatically yeah. makes the conversation a lot more approachable as opposed to you put a bunch of people rich people who everyone thinks is happy behind this fortress of five-star hotels or whatever the material uh, confinement is and then you put all the poor people in this refugee camp or whatever that material representation is the conversation just seems that it can never be, be bridged right right and i think it comes back to <laughs> um to use the word focus again and to yeah. give a positive uh, uh, feeling around this world word is that uh, it comes back to you remember michael jackson <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh, a lot Amazing. of people do remember michael jackson yeah excellent person yes um, in, in the sense of of creating music um, um <laughs> i like I how you know. quickly corrected yourself there and i don't think any of us knew him personally to pass judgment no. on that yeah yeah no yeah amazing capabilities we can conclude um um but you know the song where he is singing um um, let's see if I can remember it. Um, um, Is it um, Heal the World? Well, um, no, I don't think so. It's um, um, If you want to make a change, take a look at yourself and something like that. Uh, take a look at yourself in the mirror first before. Oh, Man you in try the Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Man in the Mirror. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, back to focus, he has selected very crucial words when when um when when that song was created because that those words say quite a lot and i think we can use that again in terms of um um when we if we now include all of us in the people yeah 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 <laughs> um discussing uh, the problems the challenges with the fact that the few people are controlling uh, mm. Uh, others, uh, I think before we make that statement um, or we make that uh, um, a theory, yeah, uh, we should go back to ourselves and, like Michael Jackson said, look ourselves in the mirror and ask the question: So, what can we do? What can yeah. you do? Yeah, because that's where it starts. And if we go back to the fundamental values in focus, it is to um, to understand who you are and to see what you actually can do. And I think that um, most people want to do good. Um, and most people are afraid of, of being a mediocre or not being good enough. That's fundamental. And I think it's fundamental uh, whether you are in a military uh, uh, terrible situation or you are um, in a very poor situation uh, when it comes to, to money and survival. Or uh, when you are a very, very rich person 
and having a power in that sense or for the reason um, of being rich, it's still the same uh, challenge that we, that we have within ourselves. Um, so even though very rich people may not be afraid of um, um, not having um, you know, enough money and food on the table and, yeah. and to be able to, to, um, uh, to give support to their family, because that's fundamental, that's, that's a very, very uh, uh, tough situations. They don't have those problems. But there might be a similarity to the fear of um, not being seen for the person who they actually are. Uh, mm. or um, for the fact that they have lived such intense lives, so they actually lost a little bit of a connection to themselves or to, to others. So I think we all, in a way, need the same thing. And I think may, many of us uh, can go back to ourselves, um, and instead of complaining, um, we can sharpen our, sharpen our minds um, and do a little bit better. Uh, in our framework. Um, because when we complain, we never really go somewhere. And I think there is a, connected to how I said before that focus is about to ignore what's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, I think there is a little bit too much of attention on when we complain. Mm. And it goes out in the internet. If you are angry, <laughs> yeah, uh, and you complain, and you highlight a problem, and you say that this is wrong, and now I have taken a statement. Here we need a change. That's powerful and that's good. But it, if seven billion people are doing that, where is the solution? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just alienating um, each other from each other, right? Because everyone seems to be a part of the problem and everyone's complaining about it, but no one seems to find that connection that can get past that initial stage. Yeah, yes. Um, and I think also on, in terms of focus, um, it, it, it's never too late. Um, so, I mean, people are, most of us are living quite long lives uh, and we may do a lot of different things. And maybe in the beginning of our lives, uh, not when we are children, but when we are young adults, yeah. um, maybe it's natural if we look upon uh, the psychology, different uh, uh, levels in life. Yeah. Uh, it's probably natural that we focus a lot on, on performing and developing and, yeah. um, and learning and, and um, earning money uh, mm. because it is important. It, yeah. uh, fun it's a fundamental um, a part of, um, of, of how we live our lives. Um, but as long as we know that there are other dimensions as well, and then we know that there is uh, something else to search for as well, maybe that can come in a little bit earlier in people's lives so that they find balance rather than being obsessed. You see so what they I mean? Don't, yeah, so they don't <laughs> wake up one day at 75 going, oh, where, where's my life been? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, and focus is to, to find those uh, small situations in life where you uh, can come back in, in, in control and, um, and find clarity before you make a choice. Um, and these That's, people yeah. that we spoke about before that have reached a very high level um, 
from an economical point of view and then mm. also a, a power point of view, they are, they are very important. They, mm. they shall be supported because they can make a lot of change. They have contacts, they have uh, money, they have power, they have it all uh, in brackets. Yeah. Um, and if they are also fed with um, negativity, uh, we might not get the best out of these people either. Yeah, you put you corner them, and they get defensive, and they 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 start looking at you as a uh, as the other that is there. Mm. Yeah, a threat to their existence. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very complex. <laughs> Very complex. But no, I think it, I really appreciate you shedding so much clarity on things that aren't sometimes clear to us. So. Thank you so much, Christina, for taking the time and being with me today on um, on here. Uh, if if people are keen to uh, reach out to you, um, where can they do that? And of course, you said you have a book out. Maybe you can drop the details, and maybe they can come um, check out your website, reach out to you, and get the book. Yes, um, I, th I think step one. Uh, for someone being interested in uh, reclaiming their focus, um, it's to read the book, The Art of Focus 10.9. Okay. Um, and um, then, sorry to say, I'm not very active on social media, mm -hmm. but um, um, hold on. I'm building this uh, global uh, movement and mission on helping people to reclaim focus where it will not only be me <laughs> right. uh, saying sharp things. Uh, I'll bring in other um, uh, intelligent people on board. Um, so that's something to keep an eye upon. Okay. Uh, and of course, have a look at uh, the TED Talk. Um, that will be 15 minutes uh, of your time yeah. uh, that I believe could be relevant and that will then move uh, you further to... Uh, to a deeper understanding of what focus actually can be. Um, Fantastic. Lovely. <laughs> no, that's great. I, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it's been really um, an eye-opener. And it's also nice to sort of leave this conversation and go reflect on where, you know, we all stand as individuals and sort of, as you said, if you want to make a change, take a look at yourself. And I think Michael Jackson, as always, put it the most aptly and the most profoundly and uh, the most musically. So I think, uh, thank you, Christine. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. Uh, let's keep it uh, uh, simple. Uh, that, that's good. Um, well, thank you a lot for having me. My pleasure. And right and, after this uh, conversation, I'm going to switch off the focus mode on my Apple phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take a walk in the woods. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> All right, lovely. Uh, and do thank stay you, in touch. Thank you, you too. And regards to your wife and the the, the six month old. Yes, I'm going to go Very important. on daddy duty right now after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> awesome. Thank okay. you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. 
If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.